What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Tailgate Country Podcast. It's Hunter, and this week I'm joined from Nashville by artist and songwriter Paxton P. Paxton's new single, Miss in Mississippi, drops tomorrow, March 4th. We talked about that song, how he got his start in music, and a music venue that's been pivotal to his development as an artist. Be sure to follow Tailgate Country on Instagram, at TGateCountry, and on TikTok, at Tailgate Country Podcast. For video content from today's episode. So what's going on, man? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm tired. I'm recovering. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long weekend. Good. Um, so uh, tell me... Who is Paxton P, the country artist? Man, well, first of all, my name's Paxton P. Uh, I grew up in, you know, central Mississippi. Uh, actually grew up in a town called Phoebe, Mississippi, which is really close to Starkville, Mississippi, where uh, Mississippi State is. So, mm-hmm. uh, Growing up for me, it was just like, you know, going to any kind of college sporting event for me. You know, I guess I kind of took it for granted. You know, I've talked to people that, you know, didn't live in a college town, but, man, I bet it's cool to – Live in a SEC town, I'm like, yeah, I, I guess. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. you know, I've had my parents have had uh, season tickets for you know like football since I was a kid. Nice. So it was, you know, just the weirdest thing for me to not understand what it was like to yeah to not be at a game every day. Yeah. Which, so I don't think I missed a single home football game until two years ago. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I grew up in Columbus, Ohio, so right so, by Ohio State. So you got to go. Yeah. It's cool, too, though. Yeah, it was the same thing. Like, we didn't quite understand how big game days actually were. Just and that's that's the funny thing. Like, you talk to people, they're like, well, what, well, what is it like? And I was like, dude, I've done all of it. Like, I've done the tailgating, you know, going in the game two hours before kickoff on a big game weekend. You know, I've been there for everything. So it was pretty cool for me. And yeah. uh, I guess that's kind of – I'm a diehard state fan. Uh, I went to Omaha this past year when uh, we won the College World Series, which is oh, nice. the coolest trip of my entire yeah. life. I would, you know, I spent way too much money in three days yeah. in Omaha, Nebraska, but I would not trade that trip for the world. That was our first ever national championship, really, as a school. Period. Wow! And I was there to watch it. That's so cool. And we were there at Game Three, and I was just like, you know, I'm getting tied on money. I don't know what I'm about to do for a Game Three ticket, mm-hmm. but. I will spend whatever I have to to make sure I'm there to at least watch it. Yeah, if it happens. So I was I was pretty blessed to be there for that. Cool, dude. That's awesome. So, um, what's the 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 music scene like in Starksville? Uh, for for us, you know, there's a couple places in town that you can play. Uh, my first show, like actual show, I used to play open mic nights at this place called uh, Dave's Dark Horse, and I was terrible. <laughs> I had just started playing, and I hadn't been playing guitar since I'm 26 now. I think I picked it up when I was 21, like actually learning how to play. Uh-huh. And I was probably 22, went up to Dave's for the first time, and I got hooked on it. And at that point in time, I didn't have a band or anything. And uh, a couple of my cousins, they had one, and their singer ended up quitting. He calls me. He's like, hey, let's start a country band. I was like, let's do it. Cool. So we start shopping around, and Rick's Cafe is like the holy grail for for me as an artist to, to be able to play, especially in that point in time. I'd been going there since I was 18 years old. I was still in high school. And the day I turned 18, Corey Smith played. 
So we're we're in that place, and ever since then I was just like, I want to play here. Mm-hmm. So I emailed Rick a couple times. I don't think I got a response from the emails, and I just, I think it was a direct message on Instagram or Facebook. He's just like, come meet me at the bar at five, and we'll talk. I was like, nice. cool, let's do it. And he ended up letting me open for uh, Jason Miller, who's been around the scene and startful and, you know, did the whole tour around the world thing. And yeah. Jason's gave me a bunch of opportunities. And that was our first show playing there. And, man, ever since then, it was just like a dream of mine to, to sell it out one day. Yeah. And we had been, we'd been playing at a, another bar in town called Hobie's. And we'd really built up a following in startful. And after – actually, after the World Series, Rick texts me and says – can you play a show Friday night for the, you know, after party for the parade? And I'm just like, yeah, I mean, I don't have a voice right now, but <laughs> I've got two days. Yeah. I think I have plenty of time to recover. So we get home and rest up, and we go in and play this show, and it's like 30 or 45 minutes before we're about to start, and it is cram-packed in there. And the final count at the end of the night ended up being like 1,200 people. Wow. Which was like mind-blowing for me because yeah. I've been going there since – like I said, I was 18 years old, and I've watched, watched Morgan Wall in there, Hardy, Langston, Co. Wetz. So I've watched all those guys play in that room, and I always wanted to be able to, you know, put put my poster up on that wall with the sold out guys. Yeah. And after that, and he just kind of looked at me, and he was just like, "Well, you got one." <laughs> nice. And of course, after that, you know, I wanted to get a couple more. I think we ended up selling three out in a row. Wow. Which was just That's super awesome. huge for yeah. me. Yeah. Because man, before that, we had played shows in that room to probably less than 15 people yeah. and most of them were family or friends that mm-hmm. showed up and you know you got those friends that go out with you to drink the free beer yeah and always have those uh-huh. and then your tab ends up being more than you get paid <laughs> at the end of the night but just to be playing in there then i was proud of that so getting to sell it out and you know rick let me still play there has is awesome for me yeah because that's that's really that's, awesome. that's what i looked up to like the whole time like as we were coming up and growing when I first started my first band, it was, you know, that was that was the goal. And, mm-hmm. you know, it took me three years to do it, but I feel like it was at the perfect time. You know, I'd, I was getting ready to move up here, and it was just like that boost of confidence. Be like, okay, I think I can do this. Yeah, that's cool. So you said you started playing guitar when you were around 21. So did you start, were you singing before then? I was. I've grown up in music pretty much my whole life. Uh, my grandfather was in a band the whole time that, you know, he was coming up and he was he was a singer. Okay. And my uncle, which is my mom's brother, uh, he's played drums for as long as I can remember. We would go all over the place, like watching him play. And after after his kids kinda got into it, they ended up taking, you know, the tradition on a little further. I got into high school and just didn't, you know, I didn't care about it anymore. Yeah. I wanted to play sports. <laughs> and I was full on baseball. And going into my freshman year of college, I was just like, dude, I'm bored. Like, <laughs> I have nothing to do. Mm-hmm. I work and go to school. And I tried a little bit then and ended up just really not being interested in it until I turned 21 or 22. I really don't remember exactly when. But I bought another guitar, and I started learning how to play just your basic four chords. Yeah. And finally, putting a song together was the coolest thing that I've ever done in my life. Uh-huh. I yeah. think I called my mom and my dad both. Like, I just learned how to play a song. It's not very good, but I can play a full song. Yeah, that's cool. And after that, I was man, I was hooked. Mm-hmm. And I wrote a bunch of you know terrible songs. 
then, but yeah, I think I mean you've got to start. Somewhere. I feel like that's how every artist starts out. Where you, you know, some of us like, do you remember the first song you wrote? And they're like, no, uh, dude, I remember that right the, the first song I wrote. And that's one of those memories that you wish you could forget. Yeah, and I think everybody's like that uh-huh. because it was that bad. Yeah, and I could probably still play it. Which is the bad thing, but I I would hate to <laughs> right. if I took it to a round. Somebody be like, "Where where is this guy from? <laughs> he needs to go back there." Right. So, um, you said you uh, went to college. Where did you Where'd you go? I went to a junior college that was right outside of my hometown, uh, probably thirty minutes from where I grew up. And I'd moved out of my house. We went on our senior trip, and I think it was the the we got back on a Friday or Saturday. That Monday, I'd moved in with one of my friends from high school and we both did you know the college thing and he ended up graduating with a degree uh build construction sciences and went to the army is going to be working for the corps engineer super proud of that cool. dude yeah, he stuck that's with really it cool. but yeah. i did not <laughs> you know i was there i think i did your typical freshman year thing okay which was right at the time that the college football playoffs was i think it was the first year that that had happened and okay. mississippi state was ranked number 1 in the first ever college football playoff mm-hmm. ranking we were good for once and that was deck prescott's junior or senior year and i mean i basically just went out party with my friends all the time i didn't yeah. do my schoolwork and it showed and ended up having to take a semester off of school and i started working and for me like growing up I worked, like, from the time I was, like, 15 or 16. Like, mm-hmm. every summer I was doing something. Yeah. And, you know, school just wasn't really my thing, so I was just like, no, I'm going to work. So I started farming with oh, a nice. guy that was, you know, living up north of town from where we were from. And I did that for a long time and just kind of did your basic blue-collar jobs and waiting on music to progress. And finally, last year I was like, okay, I've done it. I'm ready to make the move. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and give this thing a shot because I feel like I feel like I was behind. Because up here, most of my friends, I say most of them, a good bit of them are, you know, 18, 19 to yeah. 22. I'm 26. Mm-hmm. And I've, I, at the time when I got up here, I first got up here, started meeting all of our crew, and I was just like, wow, dude, I'm late getting up here. <laughs> Until I talked to Trey Lewis, and he was just like, dude, I moved up here way older than you. Yeah. He was right. like, you know – there's nothing wrong with being the old guy in your group. It's just, you know, how hard you work. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I've tried to, you know, take into every ride or every show we do is, you know, like, hey, I don't have as much time as some of these other people. Sometimes, like, you got to realize if it's not working, you've got to do something else, which I'm going to give it the, the the best of my ability shot for as long as I can. Yeah. And that's what I think going into every ride or every show that we do to do it to the best of my ability to give myself the chance to, to make that jump to where – I want to be one day cool yeah yeah I feel like um I've been here for five months now and your name was one of the first that I had heard like oh have you checked him out yet well hey I like I enjoy that I appreciate it (laughs) yeah so when did you move here uh uh November 5th okay I moved here in August and dude it was such a crazy thing for me my roommate he's also my lead guitar player uh Drew Henry and we were trying to find places, and I'm sure it was like that for you, too. Like, you're looking, and you're like, well, that is, like, way too expensive. Yeah. And this is, you know, way too cheap to be, to be, uh, yeah, you know, true. Right. And I think it was the day before we, we moved up here, we found a place. Really? And I said, I don't care where it's at. Get the information and let's sign that lease. We were signing our lease on the way up here, wow. like, on our phones. 
And he's like, I got mine done. Do you have yours done? I was like, yeah. Like, we'll be there in two hours. We just signed our lease. We don't know what it looks like, but I didn't care. Wow. All I want to do is was to get up here. Yeah. Because I'd, I'd been in the Mississippi scene for so long. And, w- like, we've done great in it. And, you know, we still go play those shows. And, you know, like Hattiesburg, where Southern Miss is, and Oxford, and Starkville, and Tupelo. And we do great down there, but it felt like I was just getting boxed in. And mm-hmm. I wasn't growing like I wanted to be. And it just got to a point I was just like, all right, dude, it's time to make that move. Yeah. And we came up here and, dude, we've been branching out, and it's been a blessing, dude. I love it. Yeah. That's- I love this town. You have so many people that I feel like they just have a bad taste or something bad has happened to them here. Like, you know, watch it when you get to Nashville. It's not all you think think mm-hmm. it's going to be. And I have loved everything about being here. Yeah, same here. That's kind of how I felt, too. Like, before I moved, I was like, I, you know, don't have a whole lot left here at home. I have tons of friends in Nashville. Exactly. I'm like, I'm just going to do it. And it's basically what I did. I just. And you meet so many people here. It's like, you know, I've seen you at Live Oak before we actually ended up meeting each other. I've seen you just, it's like so small. Yeah, it is. Like all of our circles, like just hang out in the same couple places. Right. And you meet so many people. Like you might not remember their names sometimes, but you walk past me like, yeah, do you remember I met you at Red Door at two o'clock the other night? Yeah, like, yeah that's right. <laughs> It's it's crazy. Yeah, you people always say you think Nashville is such a big city, but like the music industry part of it's so. It small. It is so small, yeah. especially like Live Oak is such a hot place. Oh yeah, right now, mm-hmm. and you can go there on any given night and see somebody you know, even yep. if you go by yourself. Yeah, you're gonna find somebody there that you know to talk mm-hmm. to. Yeah, I've done that before. I think it was like the second week I moved here. I was like, well, I'm just gonna go and. Figured I'd stay, watch like one or two people and leave. I ended up staying there till the close, basically. Yeah, you never you never go out and plan on leaving early and actually leaving right, early. Yeah. I don't think I've ever done that. The only night that I didn't do that, we were going on the road a couple of weeks ago and I was like I made myself go home because yeah. we had to leave at like six that morning. Oh yeah. And I was just all right guys, we're you know, not a red door night tonight. We're going yeah. home. Mm-hmm. Let's let's do the right responsible thing <laughs> so we can be alive this weekend. Yeah. So, kind of, who are some of your, like, artists that you draw influence from? For me, and this is, like, crazy to say, because most people, I would say they're probably a little older than me. Their influence are, like, you know, the older people, like, yeah, you know, like, Merle and George Jones and, you know, people like that. But for me, I would say one of my biggest ones is Jason Aldean. When he was dropping records when I was a kid, I have... We were joking about in the van yesterday on the way home. I have every Jason Aldean record on my phone. Really? Every single one. And I grew up going to a couple of his shows, and I thought that was the coolest guy in the world. And it reflects a lot how I perform. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm energetic. Like, I don't want to hold a guitar in my hand. I do yeah. on a couple songs, but mm-hmm. I want to be moving around as much as possible. And other than that, probably Brooks and Dunn. Nice. That is my favorite duo of all time. (laughs) We were supposed to go see them at the wharf, me and my girlfriend, in Orange Beach last year. Was it two years? It was right when COVID started. Okay. And it was going to be during the summer. And we were down there for spring break, and we get back from spring break, and everything starts shutting down. I'm like, really? I'm really not going to go get to see Brooks and Dunn. (laughs) And this was like a dream of mine. Yeah. And I still haven't done it yet. I still plan to. Yeah. We're just – we're busy so much. Right. We're out every weekend. I feel like all of my weeks are, you know, they consist of writing, which I'm super thankful for. Yeah. But I, it, I'm i going to make it a point to go to another Brooks and Dunn show. Yeah. They, did you see they just announced a tour today? Do they really? Yeah. Does it, it stop here? 
I, you know, actually didn't look at it that I'm sure closely, it's at Bridgestone. I'm sure. Gotta be. It's, yeah. I will pay whatever for a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. I'm at the point where I don't care. I'm going <laughs> to see Brooks and Dunn. Yeah. Um, so do you want to play a cover song that, um, you know, one you grew up on, something like that? Yeah, for sure. I'll play one. All right, let's do it. Hadn't had a good time since you know when. Got talking and going out, hoped you were staying. In. I was feeling like myself for the first time in a long time. Till I bumped into some of your friends over there talking to mine. Then you rode in with your hair and I was doing all right, just short side, had my heart storming. The moon went hiding, stars quit shining, rain was driving, thunder, lightning. You wrecked my whole world when you came. You hit me like a hurricane. You hit me like a hurricane. It was gonna be a long night from the moment when we locked eyes over whiskey on I started talking about us again. If I would have just laid my drink down and walked out, I wouldn't be in my truck driving us to your house. But she rode in with your hair in the wind, baby, without warning. I was doing all right and just short side, had my heart storming. The moon went hiding, stars quit shining, rain was driving, thunder, lightning. You wrecked my whole world when you came. You hit me like a hurricane. Then he rode in with your hair in the wind, baby, without warning. I was doing all right and just short side, had my heart storming. The moon went hiding, stars quit shining, rain was driving, thunder, lightning. You wrecked my whole world when you came. You hit me like a hurricane. Like a hurricane 
So you played Hurricane by Luke Combs. Um, why did you choose to play that one? That was the first full song I ever learned how to play. And the, when we learned, or I'll say when we, when I learned how to play that, we were over at a friend's house and they were in what we called the basement, which mm-hmm. was, which was absolutely not a basement. It was just like where these two houses kind of connect and there was just like open room in between them. And we would, we would go sit in this room like with we would put up heaters to go watch nascar races on sunday afternoon like okay. we thought we had the coolest spot in the world yeah and it was absolutely not but i would go over there with my buddies and we would just turn it on the local channels because that's all we got on that tv outside yeah and it would be 11 o'clock nascar race on sunday and we're sitting out there cracking beers because you know we're in college <laughs> yeah i mean and there's I nothing the else thing. to do yeah right and we thought we were so cool and we were sitting out there one night and i can't remember what all was going on and I walked in there with my guitar, and I just looked at them. I was like, y'all, I learned how to play a song. <laughs> but I'm sure it was bad. Yeah. You know, but I had finally figured it out. I did not know a single thing about, like, the keys of songs and, like, how to do my voice at the time, which is crazy how I've learned so much since just being on the road. I've never had, like, vocal lessons or a vocal coach or guitar lessons, which I should have, and I should probably start looking into doing some yeah. of those things. but. Mm-hmm. I pretty much just taught myself all of it. That's cool. And always was a Luke Holmes was a big like influence on me when he started putting out what was the record? Was it this one's for you? Was the was that his EP or the uh, record? I know he had the Can I Get an Outlaw. Yeah, EP. that song that song in Hurricane. I remember hearing Hurricane before like it was ever sent to radio yeah me too when he had the old cover all right of it. yeah and then it finally goes out and people are like have you heard this song I was like yeah like a year and a half ago yeah i think i found that one from like the the live music video on youtube yeah yeah, yeah. dude i forgot about that yeah and it's crazy like all of those songs then were not you know were not a big deal no and yeah. he, he had even had stuff uh like when it rains it pours some of that older stuff like was mostly I found kind of on YouTube. And yeah. Can I get an outlaw? I think it was probably the second song of his I ever heard. And I was yeah. just like, you know, this guy is good. Yeah. He he looks super goofy, man. Right. But he has got the most unique voice. Yeah. That is unmatched. Yeah, I remember finding that YouTube video, and then he had the two EPs out. The one with um, Let the Moon Shine. Oh, dude, that in uh, share if you want to. Yeah. That was like our back road riding oh, song. Yeah, those songs are so good, and they're, they're like so forgotten about, which is depressing because right. those were those were good songs then to me. Yeah, and I can remember listening to, to even when uh, he dropped that first album. Like I listened to those songs more than I probably did anything on that album. Yeah, all the older. I'm just a big fan of like when it was back in your original prime. Right. Kind of like old Aldine. Old Aldine is the best Aldine. Oh, I agree with that too. Like all of his deep cuts, like back in this cigarette and yeah. ain't ready to quit. Stuff like that is just Asphalt so Cowboy. Oh, favorite yeah. song of all time. Really? Got to be in the top five. Dude, that one's so good. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy how like I feel like artists get to a certain level and then you don't quite listen to them as much as yeah, you Yeah, and that's it's kinda odd. Like there's people that and I, I don't 
not listen to Aldine anymore, but his older stuff just like has such a connection with me. And yeah. I guess it was because that was back then that was the guy that I listened to and mm-hmm. the guy that I looked up to. And now like he puts out he puts out great music, don't get me wrong, but there's like nothing like going back to that night train. Oh yeah. All of that that whole album was probably one of my favorites. Yeah, I think right about when that album came out was when I started getting into like country music. Yeah. And like fully diving off. Yeah. I remember buying it in the like we had a senior parking lot at my high school. I bought it that morning. I got to school. I probably didn't even have money. It was probably like one of my parents' cards or something. Uh-huh. Or either got them to put money in there or I bought it on iTunes. Oh, yeah. But you could get free music back then, but I was like, I was never one of those guys. Like, Neither was I, no. I, I was going to buy it. Yeah, I remember like going to the store and buying the $15 iTunes gift yeah, cards and the dude, checkout that lane. That was the best gift you could ever get yeah. when I was like probably 17 or 18 if somebody gave me an itunes gift card for christmas yeah. i was just like you just gave me the best thing i got mm-hmm. all year because i can go buy whatever song i want to and it's crazy now like with spotify and apple music and stuff like you pay monthly and you just yeah. you Listen go download you a song want. yeah you go add it to your playlist and it's there right. you don't have to wait on the whole album to load mm-hmm. i feel like that is such a long thing like a long yeah. time ago I forgot about that. I remember like birthday parties. Like that's yeah. all you wanted was an iTunes gift card. Yeah, an iTunes gift card. Because then when you buy the song, it takes another four hours for the whole thing. You, <laughs> yeah. can, you can only listen to whatever's downloaded at right. the time. And I would like go through and I would like pause the songs that I didn't want first. Like yeah. if there was something I was really looking forward to, I would yeah. like pause everything else and make that song download. Yeah, yeah man. I kind of miss that. It should, it should go back to that. Yeah. It would cool. help artist royalties a, oh, a lot. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, so you learned guitar, you learned the Luke Combs song. When did you start writing? Wow, that's a tough one. Uh, I would say, I think I wrote, I started writing not long after, but yeah. I was writing very poorly <laughs> and I put out, I might be extremely off on this but i want to say my first song i put out in 2019 uh that was the first song that i had actually written that i was like this song is not terrible it wasn't the best and yeah. looking back on it now you know it's crazy to me i think right now i have like over three hundred thirty thousand streams on yeah i was looking at the, some of those and today. i was like <laughs> wow like y'all people love this yeah and I put that song, I had, I had gone through a lot of things in my life at that time, and I went kind of down uh, a road that I shouldn't have been on, and I was just at a super low point, and that song is like the most truest song about me and what I was going through at that time that I'd written, and it just felt so right, and I played it for some buddies, and like I posted it on Facebook, and people just like were amazed with it. Hmm. And a drummer that used to play for me, Blake Carroll, he taught me into going to the studio. And I was just like, yeah, man, I'll, I'll go. Let's do it. I've never <laughs> been before. Uh-huh. So we go to South Mississippi and record this thing. And, you know, I get it back. And I, it's like a two-hour ride back home. And I listen to this song the whole way. Yeah. <laughs> the whole way home I'm listening to it. And it's just a rough mix. But it, for me it was so cool just because – at that point in time, I had never even had any interest in it. If it wouldn't have been for him like being like, hey, we're going to record this, I would have never gone. Yeah. I would have never even thought anybody would be interested in hearing anything that I had to say 
like music wise. That's cool though that you know you got your start that way. And after that, like when we got it out, I was hooked. Yeah. And we played we played a show at that uh, place Hobie's that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't many people, but it was like not long after we put that song out, and people knew it. That's like, cool. I look out there and it's like people know this song, and I'm just like. Wow, this maybe this is maybe this is what I'm here for. Like maybe this is what I'm supposed to do. And after that, like we we started taking it serious. Cool. It started, you know, I started writing a little bit more and trying to trying to find stuff that I believe in cuz for me as a writer and an artist, the biggest thing for me if I'm going to put something out, I want to believe in it myself. I don't want to put something out that I don't believe in. Yeah. Just because somebody thinks that I should, I don't want to do that. Right. Like I want to make sure if I'm going to put it out, it's because I, I fully believe in what I'm about to do. Mm-hmm. I don't want to put it up. You know, if I put one up that I didn't believe in and it went number one, you know, obviously I would be happy about it. Yeah. But I want to be, I want to believe in the music that I put out and, and be confident with the stuff that I write and write with other people. That's cool. And I mean, that's the, the right mentality you have to have. And what my biggest thing when I moved here, I was like, you know, I'm not going to be that guy that takes outside cuts. Yeah. Which I, I now I don't have anything against it. Yeah. Especially I want to be, you know, is the best writer possible. But the thing that I feel like I do best is, is like my live performances, like my engagement with the audience is like, I want you on, on me the whole time. And, you know, if it takes, you know, cutting an outside song that sounds good to me and I believe in it, I don't have a problem with yeah, it at all. Yeah, definitely. Especially if I believe in the writers that are on it. Yeah. That is my biggest thing. And when you get when, – when I moved to town, I was just so, so skeptical about, you know, am I going to be able to write with anybody? Is anybody going to want to write with me? Mm-hmm. And the first write I went to was with John O'Clayton and McCoy Moore. That was my first ever co Cool, yeah. And I think it was my second day in town and – we got a good song that day, and ever since writing with those two, I was just hooked on writing, period. And I was I was trying – I was, like, when I go to Live Oak, it's crazy. People – we all joke about, like, you never leave Live Oak without booking a ride. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was two weeks ago we were at Live Oak, and I booked up a whole calendar, like a whole That's month cool. on my calendar with people. Yeah. Just walk around and be like, hey, man, what you got this day? Oh, cool, you want to write? Awesome. Yeah. Seems like for me, when I go there, people are like, oh, you do a podcast? So yeah. when can I come on it? Yeah, like, so when can I get on your <laughs> podcast? <laughs> it's it's Live Oak's such a cool place for that, though. It is like the king of networking oh, yeah. in this town. And people don't understand, like, from the outside looking in, I feel like people don't understand, like, what we do up here. I have friends at home be like, you go out every night. I'm like, I do go out every night, but I don't go out and drink every night. Yeah. I'll right. go out and have a beer and socialize and shake hands. Yeah. That's what that's what you're there for. Right. You were there to shake hands and try to meet people that you need to be in touch with. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to do it at home. No. But, you know, it, it does start adding up in your wallet when you uh, go out yeah. every night of the week. Right. But I've slacked off a lot. I try to pick, you know, two nights a week that I want to go out. If there's a good round or, you know, sometimes me and, me and the guys will just go – hang out at red door or something and, yeah and we'll go you know just sit around a table and whoever comes in you know yeah I'll introduce and myself to some people and yeah and i mean red door you never know who's gonna you be literally never know who's gonna walk yeah. in that place we were there this past summer and darius rucker was there just like hey yeah is that yeah <laughs> cool <laughs> yeah exactly um 
So I guess, what is your writing process like? Are you usually the one that brings the ideas to the rights or do you like to listen to other people's first? It's uh, for me, it's, I'm kind of either way. If there's something that I'm really feeling that day and when I write with Jordan Rager a pretty good bit mm-hmm. and you know, Jordan's, Jordan's biggest thing when you walk in every morning is like, what kind of mood are you in today? Are you happy? Are you sad? Like, and he is king of sad man country music. He has shirts <laughs> yeah. that say man country oh, yeah. music. Oh, yeah, I've again. seen those. And I feel like I try to go in that mentality most of the times is what mood am I in? Because if I'm in a happy mood or, you know, a, a rowdy mood, I could write a good song like that for the day. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be, you know, super, you know, I'm not going to say depressed, but, you know, you, some days you just have those days you wake up and you're like, hey, it's just not my day today. And you don't want to wake up and go try to write the happiest song in the world while you're in that mindset. Right. So I try to, I try to go in with, you know, just an open mind most of the times. And I like to listen to other, other people's ideas too. If we're writing for me that day and I have an idea that I really want to write on, you know, I'll throw it out. Cool. But most of the time I'm, I'm pretty open to, to listen to other people. Yeah. Nice. Um, so you have a new song coming out here real soon. I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> ever since I got up here, I, you know, I was trying to find that song. I wanted to put something out, and it's a big deal, and it's a big difference from putting out your first song and your first Nashville song. Mm-hmm. Because the first song I put out, like I said, I love it. I'm, I'm thankful for all the streams it has, but I'm excited for this man. I, I'm ready for people to hear this song. You yeah, know, I feel like I walked in that day, and I'd actually I wrote it with Jordan, and I texted him the night before, just kind of going through some stuff. You know, I was missing home and. You know, my girlfriend and my dogs are there. And I text him. I said, I have the idea for tomorrow. He said, let me hear it. I said, missing Mississippi. And he sends back in quotation marks and says, like, I ain't just missing Mississippi. I say, yeah, like that. That's cool. And we walk in. And I think that was the fastest ride I've, I've done here. I think it was like an hour and a half, two wow. hours. And, and, you know, the first 30 minutes is us talking and catching up. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it just came out. And. Ever since we left that day, I knew that was going to be the first song that you know I was going to put out after moving here. That's awesome, and I've, I've I've just had so much faith in it. I went and we we did the demo with Josh Bright down in Boaz, Alabama, and I got it back. And I remember I sent you know sent it to a couple of my friends. I posted on TikTok, and that was what blew my mind. TikTok for me, you know, I know TikTok and you know social media content is huge. Yeah, I'm not good at it, right. and I had posted a bunch of TikToks, you know, like three thousand views. Mm-hmm. I post this one of this song and I get up the next morning and it has like 48,000 views. And I was just like, That's what happened awesome. in the, in the five hours that I was asleep? Yeah. Like, how did this happen? Huh. And ever since then, I was just like, yeah, we've got to get it going. We That's were pressing cool. on it and nice. we finally got it back. And I was just like, dude, March 4th. Nice. That's the soonest I can get it while it, you know, give it time to sit on the platform yeah. for a little bit. Uh-huh. That was the soonest that I could get it out. And I was just like, That's, that's going to be the one. Nice. Um, so how did you meet Jordan? Um, his publicist, Elizabeth, is actually from Aberdeen, Mississippi, which is about 30 minutes from where I'm from. And she has helped me tremendously. Oh, cool. Um, I think she found me while I was still in Starkville, actually. As a matter of fact, she ended up coming down for a wedding or something down to Starkville that weekend. We went and had lunch. We talked for a little bit, and, you know, she just kind of pressed to me about, 
you know, getting getting to Nashville and doing the mm-hmm. whole thing. And at the time, I was ready to do it, but I just don't think – you know, things never fell into place for me to come up here. Yeah. And I feel like it was all for a reason because, you know, I grew down there. I, I learned how to perform better. I learned how to, you know, play guitar a little bit better because if I would have came up here then, dude, I would have not been ready. Yeah. I would have been overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And I finally – you know, I, I think I texted her or called her, and I was like, hey, I'm moving. She's like, when? I'm like, tomorrow. <laughs> she was like, all right, really? And I'm like, yeah. So she sets me and Jordan up a right. And our first right, we walk in, you know, I'd been listening to Jordan's music for a long time. Yeah. And he is he is the most underrated writer in this town, oh, first yeah. of all. He's got some That dude great has songs. written some great songs and has a amazing voice. Yeah. He he is so unique with his style and everything. So we walk in that day, and we sat and threw a couple ideas around. And I just kind of spoke up. I was like, I have this idea called Hometown Hero. And he goes, yeah, I like that. <laughs> and Andrew Capper was writing with us, and he was just like, kind of like all hell the hometown here. And he's like, yeah. I was like, okay. And we wrote that song that day, and it is probably one of my favorites and we'll be putting it out pretty soon also. Cool. Can't, can't speak details on yeah. it, but uh, pretty excited for <laughs> nice. this one. Nice. Uh, cool. It's going to be a pretty big deal uh, for me, especially just because it was a very personal song. I hadn't been up here very long, and, you know, I kind of just overwhelmed with moving to the big city and leaving all my friends and everybody behind. And yeah. it's just one of those that it felt so right that day that we finally got that song down. Cool. Well, I'm excited to hear that one, um, as well as your new one that's coming out this week. Man, I'm pumped. I can't, I can't like contain my excitement. Like, I woke up this morning, I was just like, it's release week. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, like Friday cannot come soon, en- soon enough. Which, you know, technically Thursday night at Thursday, eleven. Yeah. But uh, March fourth, man, I'm I'm super stoked. Awesome. I'm ready for everybody to hear this. Nice. One. I worked super hard on, you know, kind of getting this one dialed into how we wanted it. And to to where it was kind of like my sound, mm-hmm. and everything just fell into place perfectly. And I really feel like this is going to be probably one of my favorite songs that I will ever do. Well, awesome. Um, you want to go ahead and play that one? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I need to hug my mama. Catch a fish with my dad I need to tear down a two-lane so damn bad I need to sit in a duck blind Or have a beer with my boys I need to see your face when I hear your voice Cause the cell phone thing ain't working for me I ain't just missing Mississippi That state line ain't the only thing on my mind I hate this wishing you were with me I should be wrapped up with you tonight You could take a boy out of his hometown But you'll never get him to forget about the place he's from Or the girl he loves We've been hanging tough and we both had enough I ain't just missing Mississippi 
need to see you in that dress I need to feel your touch I need to be holding you when the sun's coming up And I hope this road I'm on ends with that place I miss so much I ain't just missing Mississippi That state line ain't the only thing on my mind I hate this wishing you were with me I should be wrapped up you could take a boy out of his hometown But you'll never get him to forget about the place he's from Or the girl he loves We've been hanging tough and we both had enough And I just miss it, Mississippi I've never been homesicker than this My heart's aching for your sunburn kiss Just a couple more county lines And one more welcome sign I ain't just missing Mississippi That state line ain't the only thing on my mind I hate this wishing you were with me I'm on my way, girl Tonight. You could take a boy out of his hometown But you'll never get him to forget about the place he's from The girl he loves We've been hanging tough and we both had enough And I ain't just missing Mississippi So that song you just played, Missing Mississippi, comes out this Friday. This Friday, March the 4th. Uh, super excited. So everybody check it out. Uh, this has been a, a process, but a good one. Yeah. You know, it's, it's taken some time to kind of get everything nailed down. But out of every song that I've you know written up here this year, this is this song's me. Like this song is, was, was personal and like, kind of some things I was going through and I'm super stoked for everybody to hear this one dude it's a hell of a song and I'm so excited for it to come out so let's talk about um you've been playing tons of shows um seems like almost every weekend yeah man um, we've been busy yeah you just got back from South Carolina how were those shows man they were fun we we actually we've been to Charleston bef before I think if I'm not mistaken. Yes, we have, actually. Okay. And we played in Charleston for two nights and in Columbia. And South Carolina's different, man. Like, Is it? We've never been over there before yeah. until we went to Charleston and uh, CWP the last time. But we get there, and it's 85 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> like, we left Nashville, it was 32. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was snowing when we were packing up the van. Was it? Or either, like, sleeting one. Yeah. <laughs> so we get over there, and, you know, I slept the whole way, I'm pretty sure. I'm the worst person about being in the van. <laughs> I'm going to sleep mm -hmm. the whole ride. And we get out, and we go play that first show, which was awesome the first night. It was, I think we played 10 to 1. It nice. was fun. Yeah. 
and it's just kind of like on the main strip in Charleston, so you're catching all the tourists and everything all at one time. Which is fun until you have that one person that's like, hey, do y'all know any Morgan Wallen? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody. Every I feel like if you're going to do cover shows, you, you, you better know Morgan Wallen. You need to have at least like six Morgan Wallen yeah. songs. Yeah. And if not, know the whole album because yeah. everybody's going to ask for it. Yeah. So we play that show and wake up the next day. And the last time we were in Charleston, we didn't really have much time to go do anything. So I wanted to get up and me and the guys got up and went to a beach which you know we just left Nashville it's 32 degrees yeah. 85 feels like it's burning up mm-hmm. and uh, my camera guy and TM Brennan Cato was with us and we've been making this this gritty TikTok <laughs> of the gritty dance all weekend he's like dude what if you do it on the beach and I was just like what if I do it on the beach and jump in the water he's <laughs> like are you gonna do it I was like yeah I'll do it and Low-key, the water was cold, but it did not feel that bad. After I went and jumped in, dude, I just laid there for a minute. Like, it didn't bother me. Nice. Really. Yeah. That, was, that was that was like highlight of my trip. <laughs> I love the ocean. Never been to the Atlantic Ocean before, so I was like, I got to do it. Yeah, got cool. I got to at least say I've swam in it before. Nice. So we made sure to make that happen. Cool. Um, and where else have you all been playing? We have... This past, I'd say starting since January, uh, we went back to Mississippi and played a show at Rick's, and we played another show in Tupelo, Mississippi. We've been to Georgia, uh, to the famous Blue Room. Yeah, I've heard a lot about that one. Man, that place is incredible. Yeah. Uh... It is in my top three of favorite college towns that we've visited. Really? Uh, it's just, their staff there, man, they, they treat you, they take such good care of you. William and his staff are incredible. Uh, Al, the owner, they are, they they make sure that you are treated five-star the whole time you're there. Awesome. And That's cool. just the lights and production and the crowd in that room, they are there for music. <laughs> like they they will sing every song that you're playing. Really? It's like they know it already. They've already listened to your set list or something. That's cool. You're not gonna play a song that they don't know. Yeah. And it's it's cool. Uh, that's that's probably one of my favorite places. We got a we got a Tuscaloosa, Alabama bunch, and we pretty much anything in the southeast. Yeah. We we've we've played most of it except I don't think I've been to Arkansas, which I still have two shows to make up there due to COVID. Cool. Uh, just hasn't worked out. Know, with our schedule, I think from here to May, we'll yeah. have an off weekend. Wow, dude, that's awesome. Which is, I'm blessed to do that. Yeah. You know, it gets to a point where we come back home from the weekend, and Mondays are like designated rest days most yeah. of the time. <laughs> and you just got to gotta regroup to get ready to do it again, but I, I wouldn't want to do anything else. Oh, yeah. I, I live for going out on the weekends and playing these shows. And, you know, as much as... You know, you put five or six guys in a van together yeah. for three days. You know, you're gonna you're gonna have complications, but for yeah. the most part, it's fun. Oh yeah. You know, there's there's those nights where you know somebody's you know just draining, they're ready to go to bed. And yeah. You've got the one guy that's wanting to stay up all night. <laughs> yeah. And have a good right. time, which we we've actually been pretty well here recently. About you know, I would say we just we pretty much go to play our shows and get our room. Yeah, I feel like that's the way to do it. Yeah, that's, like it's just. Nothing good happens after the show. Yeah, like, it's just gotten to a point where 
you know, it's like, this is my job. Like, yeah. Some people don't get it. They're like, you know, you get to go out and party all the time. I'm like, actually, I, I, I don't. Like, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I get I get to go to work. This right. is how I look at it. This is, this is my job and how I make my living. So I take it very seriously about, you know, making sure that we're up on time, going to the next place. And mm-hmm. uh, Brennan, Brennan being on as a TM has, has helped me tremendously. He's, yeah. uh, you know, he's learned a lot. And having that extra person there, you know, kind of be the, the dad of the group. Be like, hey, we're leaving, like, right now. Yeah. If you're not in the van, you're not going. Right. Which, that you know, having somebody that can do that is, is tremendous help for as, as busy as we've been. And just kind of somebody, you know, just to take an extra shift, like, if, if he's behind the wheel doing something or him behind the camera. Yeah. Having him out with his camera every weekend is awesome. Because yeah. Oh, I bet. There's a lot of times, like, and you don't think about it, you go places, you're going to miss out on stuff if you don't take pictures of it. And Brandon's uh-huh. always walking around with it. With a camera. That's cool. Yeah. Now there were there were things in Charleston that I wouldn't have thought to take pictures of that he took pictures of. We went and saw this old tree. It's like four hundred years old. <laughs> okay. And he like, it's called Angel of the Oak or something, and it is huge, man. Like, it is giant. And you know we had we had stayed up pretty late the night before, and I'm like, wow, we're really about to drive forty minutes to go look at a tree. <laughs> and we get there, and it was awesome. And I didn't take a single picture of it. You know, I just didn't think about it. And yeah. Brendan's like, hey. Dude, I got some pictures of that tree. It's pretty cool. Nice. And just just being able to like document what yeah. know, what we do on the weekends is, is cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Tuscaloosa was that Rhythm and Bruce? Rhythm and Bruce. That's a cool place. It's I- a cool place. The first time we played it, actually, that's when I mentioned uh, Jason Miller earlier. Uh, Jason got me on there to open for him one time just because cool. it's kind of one of those things. It's it's hard to get in there. Yeah. It's it's very hard to get a show there and. We, we had been trying to do it for so long, and Jason was like, look, y'all come with us. This is during COVID. So they're open. They have to open early and close early. Mm-hmm. So we start our set at like 7 o'clock, <laughs> and it is packed. Yeah. And we crush it. And I think we come back and open another show the next weekend, and then we ended up getting our own there. And, you know, they treat us super well. Uh, Jeremy's a, a great owner. Yeah. And he, he makes sure you're taken care of. Yeah, I've been down there with Levi twice now, and it's, it's always cool. a great time. Always a big crowd. It's like that eighteen to twenty-two year old yeah, college like, crowd. And that's like, and for what we're doing right now, I feel like you know, like guys like me and like Levi, and you know Clay Barker, and yeah. you know a lot of guys in our group like Connor Sweeney and them. It's just, you know, for for what we're doing, I'm not going to say that's your target audience is a college crowd, but at the same time, they're the people that are going to pay. A little bit more attention yeah we've had like kids come up to us been like oh that unreleased song you just played when's it gonna come out yeah that and like you would be surprised at some of the college towns the kids that will actually buy merch yeah now, they're not gonna buy a $25 t-shirt mm-hmm. but they'll buy a koozie or something yeah and it, it's blown my mind like how much support you know from that 18 to you know 24 25 year old yeah people like actually support upcoming artists right that's cool. Yeah, that's our our next thing we're doing is merch. So we'll see how that goes. Merch is fun. Yeah, I know. We've... It's uh, it's stressful. Yeah, it's but it's like, it's like one of those things, you know. It replenishes itself. Yeah. If if you look at it that way, it's a big leap in mm-hmm. in doing it, but it does replenish itself. In, yeah. In a sense. Um. So I think I've also seen. You've had a few opening slots for like Trey Lewis and uh, John Langston, maybe. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. That Trey show is maybe back in November. Uh, we opened for Trey at Rick's 
I was so excited for Trey to get that show. Yeah. Trey is such a deserving guy. You know, it's everything Trey's been through with his life and, you know, moving up here. And that song was meant to find Trey Lewis. Yeah, I feel like it was too. His personality. <laughs> yeah. It fits him so well. And the bad thing about it, I'm not going to say it's a bad thing because it is giving him so But that guy's so much more than that one song. Oh, yeah. Like, and I tell everybody that. I'm like, you need to listen to his other stuff. Mm-hmm. So getting to play that show with Trey was cool. You know, we're friends with pretty much that whole crew. You know, Matt and and Terry and <laughs> that guy. Love, love Terry. And... You know that was that was cool getting to go down there, and I I got to play a you know a solo acoustic opening slot and play my music. That's cool. Which was the best part. Yeah. About it. I've never got to just play strictly my stuff before. Uh huh. And the John Langston show was at a festival that we threw in Starkville called Heyday Fest. Nice. And John ended up coming down and headlining our festival, which was awesome. And I think it was probably two or three years ago I opened for Frank Foster. Oh, cool! Also. That's really Frank cool. is Frank is such a nice dude. Yeah. And that was that was the first time that I had ever played a sold out show at Rick's. It was not my sold out show, uh-huh. but it was a sold out show, which was super cool. And I was so young. That was when we were going under my old band name, Third Generation. We oh, were okay. young, man. Like, yeah. We were so green to it, but. That's really what like opened my eyes. Like, man, these guys like uh-huh. they go out and do it every weekend. Like, he pulls back there in his big pre bus bus, and I was just yeah. like, that's my goal one day. I don't oh, care yeah. where we're going. I just want to ride on a bus. Right, yeah, I don't even have to be playing the show as long as I can go on it with somebody. <laughs> That'd be really cool. If I'm the guy that's on the bus that cleans up after every night or something, <laughs> I will do it just to ride on one. Yeah, for for three day weekend. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um. So I guess what are some of your like dream venues to play? I would say that the very, very top of my list, and I feel like this is most everybody's, is Red Rocks. Oh, yeah. Man, that place is incredible. Yeah. I don't know if I could play my show. You'd just be looking around I would the be looking, time. man. Like, <laughs> it is so beautiful out there, and mm-hmm. I've never actually been out there. And I, We were talking about this in the van yesterday. I don't want to go to a show at Red Rocks. I want to play a show at Red Rocks. Like, I don't want to go watch one. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm just kind of keeping that as one of those things that I'm going to mm-hmm. leave for, for, you know, hopefully my success can take me there one day. Yeah. And other than that, probably the Bancorp South Arena in Tupelo, Mississippi, because it's like, from, from like my standpoint of growing up, if you're going to a concert, that's where you went. Okay. That was that was the place in Mississippi, pretty much to go see the big guys. Cool. You know, the big guns went yeah. to the back court south. Right. The, nice. the guys that were is, it, I think I've seen Keith Urban there. Kenny Chesney. Nice. Keith Urban is awesome live. Is he? Yeah, he's like, one I haven't seen. He yet. plays guitar so incredibly well. Yeah. And that was the first time that I figured out. You know, he sings like without an Australian accent. But he talks with one. Really? I guess I've never thought about that. Like, we were at that show and he starts talking, and I'm just like, there's no way. There's no way that's that guy. Yeah. And that was the first time I realized that, you know, there's several people that do that. Yeah. But he just does it incredibly well. Uh huh. And seeing him, I think Blake Shelton opened that show there. That was when Old Red was huge. Oh, yeah. And, like, getting to see that at that young of an age. I think it just really like sparked a fire in me to to want to do this. Cool, that's awesome. Um, 
I guess last question I have for you: What's your favorite venue that you've already played? I feel like I know the answer. Yeah, uh, <laughs> mostly, mostly everybody listening to this probably yeah. knows. Like, I know what he's about to say, yeah. but I owe everything that I really got a jump start in in my career to Rick in Rick's Cafe. That's awesome. You know, he didn't have to let me come in and play. Yeah. And the funny thing is, we had played it, like I said, like three or four times in a row. And I'm talking about less than 25 people. And every every night we get done, we go to the office, his office, and do payouts. And he's just like, he's like, hey, come upstairs, you know, take care of some business stuff. And we walk up there, and I'm just like, oh, man, this might be the day that he tells me not to come back because I've been <laughs> doing so bad here. Yeah. And we get up to his office, and like before he even has time talking, I'm like, hey, man, you know, I get it if, if, you know, if it ain't working out here. And he's like, no, dude, let's just get another date and get another shot. And COVID ends up happening. And we end up coming back in this past year, dude. It's just like, it's been mind-blowing for me to go in there and watch how many people come and, like, actually enjoy going to our shows. Yeah. We played one there with uh, Walker Wilson. Walker's one of my very oh, good dude, friends. Walker's was so the, good. Was the first guy I met in town. Yeah. And he walks up to me and he's just like, hey, I know you, like, we follow each other on Instagram. <laughs> and, uh, you know, me and Walker became, like, super close. I talked to him pretty much every day. And it's about the most random things. Yeah. Like, we were talking about going and hitting golf balls today, which I fell asleep and didn't make it. Sorry, Walker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, never, I never made it to the driving range. But we went and played that show. I think it was a football game weekend. And I'd been out in the junction all day tailgate with all my friends you're not thinking nothing of it I'm super excited to play the show though. and to have Walker down with me it's, it's just something different when you bring like a close friend with you yeah. to open a oh, show yeah. because your chemistry is just like it's, it's so there and, and you know and it's like one or two o'clock in the middle of the day the game's over it was 11 a.m. game I'm tired I'm <laughs> going home to take a nap mm-hmm. and I get home and I'm not joking I probably have 50 people and it's like, yo, uh, ticket web is frozen. Like, I can't buy tickets for the show tonight. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh, all right, well, let me let me get on the phone with Rick. And I call Rick, and I'm like, hey, man, uh, you know, something's going on with the tickets. They're not they're not going through to people's phones or whatever. And he's just like, well, I'll be at the, I'll be at the office in you know, a few minutes. I'll, I'll check on it. And he calls me back. He said, well, the reason people can't buy tickets is because it's sold out. That's awesome. And I said, "What?" He said, "Yeah, it's already sold out." I was like, "But like, like right now?" He's like, "Yeah, y'all are capped out." So we sold it out in advance. That's really cool. And the rest of that day, I was just like, I was sitting there. I was just like, "This cannot be real." There's a joke. Like somebody's <laughs> playing a prank on me or something. And I'm telling you, man. Like we grew up in that room. Like I got my start in that room. And Rick has given me so many chances and opportunities to meet people. And introduced me, and you know, helped me help me kind of get a, a start and and get my feet wet in the in the music venue world. Mm-hmm. And to be able to go in there and sell it out for him now, I feel like you know, I feel like that's the least I could do for all the bad shows I played. Yeah. <laughs> so man, shout out to Rick at Rick's Cafe, man. He's a he is a good dude. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think uh, before I let you go, we can. Tell everyone who you are, your social media, and uh, plug that new song. Yeah, man, March fourth. This one's this one's a big one for me. So, you guys listening, uh, do me a favor, go add it to your playlist, pre-save it, 
Add it to your iTunes, man. That helps more than anybody knows these days. Buy a song on iTunes. I used to not do that, but for all my friends, I will buy an iTunes song. It, it really gives you awesome. a chance yeah. to chart. Mm-hmm. And all of my socials are at Paxton P Music. Um, I pretty much use everything but Twitter, dude. I'm so bad at Twitter. I, yeah, I, don't I read like on you. Twitter. I follow a bunch of stuff, but I don't post. Yeah, I, I'm one of those tough guys. one. Yeah, I know. And. Uh, most of my stuff, you can find all of our dates on uh, my Instagram, at P Music, to see where we're coming next. So y'all come see us. Well, cool. Thanks so much for doing this uh, with me, dude. It's been awesome. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Of course. He's got a big league fastball. Maddox poster on his wall Signed on the bottom line And he's just 18 Ain't never been on an airplane About to fly to a new state One way ticket out of there To chase his dream We all wish him luck As he leaves Everybody sings All hail the hometown hero Around here everybody knows his name All hail the hometown hero We all knew you'd make it big one day Oh, hail the hometown hero He's been picking a guitar At every county fair and dive bar And that old bow tie's headed north for Music Road Back home he's on the front page And they all sing along when a song plays He's lost track of how many times he's heard no. That's in your town to take his heart and break it. That map dot he's from still thinks he's famous. They're still singing all hell the hometown hero. Everybody knows his name. Oh, hail the hometown hero. We all knew you'd make it big one day.
Saying all hell a home sale hero That's our boy up on that stage Someday, don't hear.